Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 48. It's now been 16 weeks, one day since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings around compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And today is a fantastically fun day for me. It's really, it couldn't get much better. And that's a new one. Good thing after all these heavy topics that we've been having the last several weeks, right? But it's really a good day. Though I'm trying to record here at Descanso Garden and I think a film crew might be out doing their thing, in which case it might be too noisy for them and me and I'll have to find another Zen spot to do my thing. Right now I'm sitting in a bench that's kind of by a Hawaiian garden with lava rock formations and it's a little bit nearer the little train that the kids can go on and so you might hear some of that noise as well. So when we come back from listening to Josh Woodward's inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go, we'll have some shout outs to a new listener and hooray, new listener Brandy called the Bravery Hotline. We'll listen to that. Also, we'll roll out Stephanie's brand new feature, Stephanie's secret topic of the day. And if I have any time left after all of that, I want to talk a little bit about letting go of boredom and disappointment after injury or other speed bump gets to you. But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go. After listening to Josh, I'm really reminded how frustrated that I have been in the past when my Zen spots didn't turn out to be Zen enough to record, and how irritated that made me, and how frustrated that made me. And today, actually, I would really love to have some peace and quiet to just sit here and do this entire show, because it's got a lot more rolling parts to it, as you shall see, than usual. But the thought of having to go maybe find a quiet place at the park or go up to the bottom of Duke Majin, since I really can't be hiking to the top Zen places today, doesn't fill me with so much dread as maybe a chance of opportunity. And I see that as a big turnaround for me and a real big positive. First up, while I'm still here in this Zen place, looking at these beautiful lava rock formations, and I'll put a picture of them on the website for today on day 48, I wanna read and welcome new listener and brave companion Millie's comment in the contact form. You are being heard. I started listening to your podcast about a week ago and now look forward daily to listening to a new one and hope to catch up to the current day soon. I really like to hear your thoughts. I am not one to, ana to analysis and my own process and I find your observations and how kind you are to yourself very helpful. Well, Millie, I so appreciate that you took the time to leave that encouraging comment through the contact form at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. And if you feel up to it, come post hello on our Who Are the Brave Companions page and let us know a little bit about you or just say hi. But from me to you, hi, Millie. I'm really glad you're here to join us.
Next, next, I wanted to talk about and read to you some comments by Michelle McKinney and Cheryl on day 47, last episode about people-pleasing. Hi, Lori, says Michelle McKinney. I enjoyed your podcast very much. Yes, I would say that I do have a history of people-pleasing. I think I fell into it as a child. It was a way to keep oneself safe and protected. I also think for me, I had a bit to do with shame, this need to overcompensate for other things, that if I was useful, I could find love, that I might not be someone's first choice, but if they could just see how useful and valuable I could be, the parts of me that I couldn't change would be overlooked. So when I feel I might be disappointing someone, the child in me worries that I will lose their affection and they will find someone else and I will be left in the dark. So people-pleasing has lots of entanglements for me. It was good to hear you voice and to know you were feeling well enough to walk. And I would like to comment on the other posts in this thread, but I need to clean up and do a few other housekeeping duties. I will return again tomorrow. Good night, Lori. And then Cheryl replied to Michelle and highlighted the very same sentence in Michelle's comment that struck me that if I was useful, I could find love, that I might not be someone's first choice, but if they could just see how useful and valuable I could be, the parts of me that I couldn't change would be overlooked. And Cheryl says, God, Michelle, you ripped my heart clean out with that comment. I so, so understand exactly what you mean. I would rather be someone's consolation prize than be of no consequence to no one at all. Sigh. Now, that really speaks to my heart, and I believe, and I'm betting for many of you brave companions out there, I too have this feeling that I'm not good enough as I am, so who could ever want me as I truly am? Therefore, I had to find some means of being useful and valuable to someone. So even if I wasn't like the, the top pick, the A+, the first one picked at kickball, I would at least be Number three or four, I didn't even aspire to number two, right? I didn't even hope to be number two. I just hoped not to be last in someone's life. I would settle many times for the crumbs of attention, the crumbs of affection, even the crumbs of kindness. I kind of shudder at some of the relationships I let myself be involved in where I just wasn't treated very well. And I accepted that because I thought any attention was better than no attention. You know, my cat Tiger is the orange one, and he's a real rascal. And if I haven't spent enough time like petting him and kissing him and talking to him and telling him what a good cat he is, he'll be jumping on the counter because he knows darn well that he does not get to go on the counter, and it means he's going to get a down Tiger and maybe a squirt with the water bottle, and then he's going to run through the house. But you know what? Tiger has my attention at that moment. And I realize that you know, that might have been a lot of my acting out as a young adult, or even now. And it might even be a little bit underneath my, I feel pathetic, please, to you. So I might talk a good talk where I'm saying, oh, please don't worry about my feelings. But this whole thing about you don't feel good enough, and I don't feel good enough, I think if we look at the facts, it really isn't true because every single one of you brave companions that I've been in contact with in any way has been a delightful, wonderful person with interesting thoughts and feelings that is of wonderful value to people in general and to the world. 
and you guys seem to be valuing what I have to say. So I say for today, let's all be very kind to ourselves and try to appreciate what we bring. Well, brave companions, this far it seems that all roads lead back to my original Zen spot at the dry riverbed here at Descanso. Right now it's halfway shady, not too many flies, I don't see the film crew, and not too much machinery. So we'll see that if I can finish out this show here. If not, we'll have to head down to my local park and see if I can find a handy rock in the back trail back there. Before we move on to all of our cool features, I want to give a special shout out that's actually delayed to Jenny from Sacramento because Jenny made a recommendation to me that I followed through on and actually got me an opportunity that I really appreciate. It's something I'm not going to talk about with you right now until it actually happens, but it's a really cool thing and I was excited and thank you Jenny for thinking of me. So, Lori, you say, at the start of this show, you were telling us just how happy you were and how you couldn't have been happier. And we noticed you were so happy you didn't even really gripe and bitch and moan too much about the fact that there was noise and flies and other things that are getting in the way of your zen feeling. So what's up that's making you so happy today? Well, first thing is my, I'm all set for my interview with Alan Standish of the Quit Binge Eating podcast. And we did a test run today here at Descanso where I used my phone and my recorder and he said the sound's going to be great. We had a wonderful chat and I can tell that I'm really going to be glad to get to know Alan as a, maybe a possible colleague and friend. He's really a neat guy and I'm excited to see how this interview goes. I think it's fair to say I'm going to be the very first interview he's ever done while someone's gone walking around the park. For that matter, I don't know how many podcasts there are where people are walking around the park and, and talking about compulsive overeating. Might be just one. <laughs> but that put me in a really good mood. One, because I felt so comfortable with Alan, and so that eased some of my anxiety. And also, the both of us share a little bit of the perfectionist genes, so it made both of us feel much happier that we had a sound check and we could go into Thursday's interview without worrying about will our audio equipment work. So that made me happy. Second thing made me happy is right before I left to come record here, I saw in my email someone called the Bravery Hotline. Wow! So I listened to it and thought, okay, it's going to be one of my private listeners again calling me to say, here's what's happening, Lori, but don't use it. But no, it was Brandy, our new listener that I welcomed last episode who felt like she needed to talk about her feelings instead of distracting herself or finding something to eat. So Brandy used the Bravery Hotline in the way that I most wanted the Bravery Hotline to be used as a means for you, the listeners, to both communicate with me and to have a 24-7 way to express yourself out loud for those of us who like to express ourselves out loud. And Brandy, it was so great that you called today, not only because that makes me happy, but because your story dovetails so much of what's going on into my life right now, it's really synchronicity. And I love synchronicity. Brandy says that she's a mature woman who has hormones and fluctuation that can cause her emotions to have a little bit of a, you know, slide up and down. Wow, me too. 
I get the temperature gene also. My wonderful mature woman hormones. What a nice way to put that, Brandy. <laughs> I am plunged from the hot lava sauna immediately into the Arctic ice bath. Time and time again. So I am a fan of not being too hot or not being too cold because my temperature fluctuates so much as does my temper, as some of you guys have experienced on this show. So enough about me. Let's let Brandy tell you some of her story in her own words. Hey, Lori and all the brave companions. This is Brandy. I was going to call last night because I was having incredible sadness, and then I just went to sleep because I thought, well, okay, I could call if I wanted to, but I'm not going to because I'm not going to get out of bed because I'm either lazy or I'm a genius, whichever. <laughs> okay, so then I went and I walked this morning, everything super-duper, whatever. I'm being caught in the middle of mature woman hormone fluctuations, and it seems to strike me with incredible sadness. And uh, that's yesterday I had crazy sadness, and... Um, I lost a lot of weight once, and then um, I kept uh, it off because I could exercise and lift weights and be strong, and then I did something, and I ended up where now um, I had a whole bunch of spasms, like in my my pelvic girdle and in my legs, like Charlie horse spasms, where I couldn't sit on the commode by myself. It was just... It was eye-opening. So I also type for a living, and my hands started to hurt. So it seemed like that just whole pain thing fed and fed and fed um, itself and each other. And so, okay, so all of that. And sometimes when I'm trying to think, okay, and now I'm going to be active some more and again, then I will uh, do something and we'll start to have the spasms again, which tickles fear because... It makes me afraid to not be able to sit on the commode by myself, things like that. Okay, so all of that is backstory and stuff that was on my mind. And then I went to go walk and listen to you walk and talk and think. And uh, one thing I realized that I do, uh, this whole part of the whole compulsive nature of me, is that there are things... Like my job, I have a good job. I mostly enjoy my job, but sometimes I feel like it's it, that I'm bored and I'm lonely. And so I will compulsively go to the store to do a thing or oh, I'll just do this one thing, but I get paid on production. So all of that is making it so I'm adding stress on myself and not going. I'm not working, so I'm not making money, so I'm just piling more worries on myself, which is only going to hurt later. Anyway, so all of those things to say, this is me calling y'all to remind myself that I am just not going to take the time to go to the store to get the stuff from my breakfast muffins. I will take the time out, and I will say what I'm feeling. I'm feeling sad, and I'm feeling frustrated, and I'm a little overwhelmed. And when I was walking, I had some more spasms in another different place, so I got a little bit of fear tickling my bones. But I'm going to take the time instead of taking the time to go and do those things. I'm taking the time to call you all and say, Ma, that is how I feel. So there, take that part of me that just wants to be hidden and go buy some greens. That's all. Thanks for being here. Uh, 
I'm days and days behind. So, um, well, I'm like on day 31. So, I'm not caught up yet. I feel like I don't know what's happening. What's happening? I don't know. But I'll catch up soon. I'll talk to you all later. Thanks for being here. Bye. Thanks, Brandy, for sharing how you feel. And you are welcome to call the Bravery Hotline post comment with us anytime and I'm putting you first place in the bravery report because you're a new listener you just reached out to me and you called the bravery hotline and told us how you really feel I think that is awesome now the other thing that got me about Brandy was how you're talking about your exercise and injury and and it being tough to go on the commode well since I threw my back out a couple weeks ago I've been going through something very very similar where I've just been in a mood because I can't go hiking up and down the mountain to get my stress out. In fact, I can barely be walking into and out of the car half the time. But today, I am without my cane and walking around Descanso. So that's something to celebrate. But I certainly do understand that feeling of frustration, not being able to do what you want to do, and you know that loss of autonomy. Right? I hate it that I have to ask Mark to help drive me to the doctor or I have to go find a friend to come over and help me reach what I'm trying to get out of the cupboard because I can't because my back is out. It's really a pain. So I just want you to know that I empathize and I bet some other brave companions out there empathize too. So brave companions, come here to day 48, post a welcome for Brandy. Post how brave you think she is, if you feel like it, right? And let us know if you've had any experiences where you too feel annoyed and frustrated because your physical body isn't doing what you would like it to do. Now, I'm super intrigued and excited because I think last episode or the episode before, we told you about Stephanie's proposal. Stephanie from Quebec wants to send me a surprise topic or a secret topic of the day that I don't listen to because she's sending it to me via voicemail. So you guys are going to get to hear the wonderful Stephanie and how beautiful her voice is. I don't listen to that voicemail until right now. So her idea is I sit in a Zen place, I find out her question or her topic, and then I just talk to you guys about whatever it is that comes to mind, off the cuff, without really thinking about it, not even as much as I think about it in my usual shows where I'm walking and planning what I say a little bit or writing down bullet points on the show notes. So I've not heard this. Okay, I'm going to turn on my phone now and go to where the sound file is. And then I'm going to listen to it, and then I'll edit Stephanie's voice in later so that you will hear exactly what she asked me. So I'm opening my voicemail right now. I'm getting there. Where is she? I'm looking for the secret topic. Okay, Brave Companions, today must be perfection lesson day because there was a technical snafu with me being able to access the, vo the voice file that Stephanie sent. So now I'm going to go home and try to figure out how I can create this file and put it in a way that I can 
use it and not listen to it. So <laughs> I'm going to try to figure it out. Next time we're speaking, I'll probably be down at my regular park. So just hang in there. Notice though, I'm not getting super irritated or annoyed. I'm a little disappointed because I was all set ready to, to comment on whatever Stephanie had to ask me, but I'll get there soon enough. And to you, it'll just be the few seconds of this little instrumental by Josh. Well, brave companions, here I am at the local park in the magic of podcasting and radio in a twinkling of your eye. So I got the good news and the bad news, <laughs> okay? The bad news is I can't do Stephanie's first secret topic today as we planned because there's a little technical snafu going on. Now, what I can do is play you Mark's intro that he made with me and the little bit of Stephanie's first test that she sent me so you guys can get the idea. And then after that, I'll continue on with the story as if this was a topic that Stephanie had picked out. And once we've got it all straightened out, you'll get Stephanie's secret topic as intended next time. In a world where robot aliens beam down to silence truth with sneaky weapons. The human has been neutralized. Lori and her ragtag band of brave companions seek training to overcome robot aliens' stealth attack. A new voice of hope shines bright in the Zen place. Introducing Stephanie's secret topic of the day. Bonjour, Laurie. Bonjour, les braves compagnons. This is Stephanie from Quebec, Canada. Okay, Stephanie, I'm putting you on the bravery list because can you believe it, brave companions? Stephanie was concerned that her accent might not be understandable or appealing to us. Now, I don't know about the rest of the world, but here in the U.S., we love the French accent, the sound from Quebec. We like English accents. We like every accent, I think, except maybe our own. We go gaga over it. And actually, your voice is very pleasant, very understandable. So don't be disappointed that we had these technical snafus this time. That's all life. In fact, going on with my theme for today, I'm going to pretend that your topic was how does one get over disappointments and bumps in the road? If you remember, I was going to talk about this anyway in case I had time because like Brandy was talking about her physical situation in the Bravery Hotline call and you guys who've been listening for a while know I've been struggling with my back issues which means I cannot go hiking up and down the mountain like I like. I can't do a lot of things that I would like. 
In fact, right now, the mockingbirds are talking really loudly and squawking during my podcast, and I don't like that either. In fact, I think today's show, I've been in a series of three or four Zen places, and now I'm on a walk after having dealt with my computer and been disappointed. And normally, brave companions, what would I be doing at this very moment? Let's go. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Where would I be? I would be at the cupboard saying, Robot aliens, where are you? Come down. I don't want to deal with this disappointment anymore. (laughs) See what I mean about those birds? Man, they are squawking to all get out. Anyway, but that's not what I did. When I found out the problem with the file that Stephanie sent, and something I didn't look at in my perfectionistic way because the whole point was for me to not even see the file until I was recording, instead of getting all mad or upset or saying things to myself about, well, you should have looked at the file type, you know, I didn't. I just wrote to Stephanie and said, this is what I think the problem is. Here's the choices as I see it. What would you like to do? And I decided to go do this little little bit that would show you kind of what we had in mind. And as soon as Stephanie and I can figure it out, we'll go back and do that feature as we plan. Also, normally, I don't like having to move from one Zen spot to another Zen spot because I carry all these recording things in my apple, in my water, in my little notebook on this backpack on my back. It's a day pack. And once I'm settled down, so the shows that aren't bonus shows where I'm just walking around the park where I'm actually going to do stuff, I have all these things in my backpack that I'm setting down on the rock in my Zen spot or the bench on my Zen spot. But I'm setting all this stuff down, getting ready to record in my perfectionistic, happy way. So I'm not a happy camper at all, at all, when I have to pick up all my crap and put it away and go find some other place. And especially when that next place is noisy or too hot. Or today, I couldn't go in my usual safe spot at Descanso, the rock in the back trail, because it was just so full of flies and gnats I just couldn't, I couldn't record there. It was just too many flies and gnats today. (laughs) Normally that would make me mad. So why, Lori? Why are all these things not making you get all pissed off today? Why aren't you heading for the chips? Did you all of a sudden become like blessed and have overcome forever compulsive overeating? No, (laughs) it's because After all these days and days of having a bad back and watching TV and reading books, I've been bored out of my skull. (laughs) Bored, 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 with a big B, bored. And I really, really hate that. (laughs) And no matter what disasters or inconveniences or things I don't like happening today, I'm not bored. I got the phone call from Brandy. I got to talk to Alan. I was really enjoying the little intro that Mark and I made for Stephanie's bit. And even the fact that I had to run home and deal with that and figure it out and then think, what am I going to do for this 
this podcast episode was all kind of fun, kind of adventurous. Now, we all know that I've had days in my recording history where these things happen and I take a different approach. I don't feel like this is fun, this is adventurous. I feel like, oh my Lord, what next? I can't stand it, this is driving me insane. And yet the circumstances may be similar. So it again is bringing to my mind the idea that we can never, never, never control every single thing in our environment. We can't control people, we can't control technology, we can't control the noise, we can't control the weather. We can't control even when our back is going to have a spasm necessarily. We just can't control most things in our environment. There's only one thing we can control. Now, for a lot of us, we think that's how much we get to eat, <laughs> but it really isn't even that because that's a response that we choose to take to what comes across our mind. What we can control is how we choose to react. Now, in the past, I would have thought, that's not really true. I can't help how I react. You know, that pushes my button and up I go. You know, I'm sad, I'm mad, I rage, I'm a rageaholic. I'm really not as much of a rageaholic anymore. Because instead of letting things build up and build up and build up into such a, a furnace, a volcano that it erupts all over people, and actually, now that I think of it, my rage volcano is kind of like my back injury, you know, because there was no one thing that gave me warning that my back was going to go out. Everything felt fine until it didn't. And what the doctors have said in the past is that with an overuse injury, it's like you overstrain your back, you overstrain your back, you overstrain your back, but you don't feel it until maybe you reach or twist or do something that is a real small movement, but it is the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back. Okay, so it, when I was sleeping in bed, minding my own business, I probably turned on my side from my back or something like this, and that was enough to throw my back out this time. Well, in my rage about life in general, I stuffed down my feelings by eating or inviting in the robot aliens, or by just telling myself it's not important, or by saying yes when I mean to say no, or I discount what I feel altogether. And I do this over and over and over and over until my rage builds up to such a place, you say, hi, Lori. And I'm like, F you, what do you mean by saying hi to me right now? I mean, it could be a nothing thing that would cause my rage to explode which makes me look like a crazy woman, crazy, crazy one. And that was always one of my fears too, is I didn't like looking crazy. So this time, during my back injury, I didn't like it, but as you know, I tried the best I could to find some way to continue my podcast, since that's important to me. So I took my cane even though that's kind of embarrassing. And I walked around until I could find some place to sit myself down and talk to you. So that was cool. Then I have a list of books I've been wanting to try to read. And reading is really hard for me since my bike accident, not as easy as before. So I tend not to do it because not easy thing. 
So when my back was out, I tried to take advantage of that by taking a few minutes every day to read. And that's how come I could read enough to go to the book club with Mark. Even though that book, two years before the mast, is really kind of a challenging book to read. It's really, really fascinating. It's a true account of Richard Henry Dana as a sailor in the 1835s coming here to California and what it was like to be a sailor. And man, if I think my life is tough, oh, no way. Fascinating book. Long story short, companions, what I'm trying to do now, even today, is evaluate my circumstances and look at them as a more neutral thing. It is true that I wanted to launch Stephanie's feature today. It's true that I wanted to find a nice zen place to sit in. It's true that I wanted to be able to fix everything. And that didn't happen. It's true that I'm not going to be able to fix that file problem I'm having right now to launch Stephanie's feature. It's true that there was a, a film crew at Descanso. It's true that there were flies and gnats at the place I wanted to sit by my rock. But you know what? I don't know what kind of editing job I'm going to do on this episode, but I did do an episode. I've have, I now have had a pretty decent walk, walking around Descanso and walking a little bit around the park. I've got to hear from Alan today. That was really neat. I got to hear from Brandy. And I know I'm going to hear from Stephanie again, and hopefully from all of you. So if you've got something to say about boredom, perfectionism, injuries, or any other topic, come post at Compulsive Overeating Diary day 48. And until next time, take care because I care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. silent